This is the Edits, a sociology podcast. I'm Joseph Cohen from the City University of New York. And I'm Stephen Basie from Duke University. Our guest today is Thomas Sheffer from Goethe University in Frankfurt. Thomas is an institutions and organizational uh, micro-sociologist out in Germany. Today, the German sociology divide. Our discussion was recorded on October 11th, 2019. All right, we are here with Stephen Vesey from Duke University. Stephen is studies politics and morality. He was a guest on our first season of the Annex and one of my favorite contemporary sociologists. Thank you very much for being here, Stephen. It's great to be here. And Thomas Sheffer from Goethe University in Frankfurt. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Now, uh, Stephen was involved in one of my favorite discussions on social Twitter this summer. It was mid-August, or I think it was around the ASA, Stephen? Yes, that's right. Something like that, when when social Twitter was real hot. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, now it's all cooled off because everybody's starting classes. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We'll be back, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> It started with Philip Cohen's tweet. Do you want to do the background? Do you want me to? Um, yeah, you should probably do it, and I'll interject because I don't have it. I didn't look. I didn't really look at it. All right. So uh, Philip Cohen was talking about uh, how all of the sciences are moving in the direction of transparency and reproducibility, right? Mm -hmm. And he said there is part of the discipline that will not go in that direction. Like they just refuse to go in that direction. And Philip's interpretation was, I'm not sure the discipline can survive it. Oh, yeah. And then, Stephen, you took that tweet and you, do you want to set up or yeah. shall I set you up? I mean, I just said, uh, you know, I don't know that it has to survive it. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, make the argument that there could be something like a split where the people who wanted, if, if, if people had different goals, it would make more sense to have two different associations, one of, you know, which was trying to pursue a more scientific strategy and one of which maybe trying to pursue a a different um, strategy. And so, you know, I said, hey, this, uh, you know, maybe we, the ASA shouldn't survive as a sort of single ent entity. And so that's when uh, Fabian Oceanfeld came in and said, hey, this is what happened in uh, Germany. You know, our case might yeah. be instructive for you. So sort of right. Like it. And it's very important. You weren't talking about qualitative versus quantitative sociology. No, no, not at all. Mm -mm. You want Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think there's probably some you know, correlation there between qualitative and quantitative and the divide that I'm talking about, but it doesn't map onto it perfectly at all. I think it's more a question of aspiration. And, mm -hmm. and it goes back, I think, to the, um, to the debate that we had over Mary Romero's platform yeah. uh, in the ASA, where there was skepticism about objectivity and then, you know, we had a lot of subsequent discussions about the objectivity and science and what we should aspire to uh, be doing as, as sociologists. So I think that that was the subtext for, for all of this is what does it mean to be, a, you know, a scientific society? What does it mean to be a, 
uh, a scientific sociologist. So that that's the context uh, for this whole discussion. Let me review briefly for anybody who just wasn't plugged into you know this discussion a couple years ago. During the election for the president of the American Sociological Association, one of the candidates ran on a platform. Or So the way it works is the candidates write a paragraph mm. uh, articulating their platform or their view, and then we vote. And one of the candidates talked about uh, moving past the false veneer of objectivity or something like that, right? It was basically calling into question the idea that, you know, we're objective or uh, I don't know, or we strive for objectivity, whatever it was, many of us took exception to the idea of problematizing the quest for objectivity or or the notion that, you know, that's what we're going for, or that's what we do in some degree. And... uh, I think Stephen's talking about that. There's sort of this, you, and I think you mentioned it well, Stephen. You said, you know, there are sociological scientists who want to be scientists. Yeah. And then there's a part of American sociology that wants to sort of be thought leaders or maybe articulate perspectives or advance causes, but not necessarily. Yeah, advance causes. Yeah. Yeah, I think advancing causes is a big part of it. And and that, is, you know, that associate. That's connected to the public sociology, the discussions of public sociology, which again, go back to Michael Burroughboy's platform when he was ASA president. And I think, you know, for some people, public sociology means, you know, getting my work out there into public and getting people talking about it. And for some people, it means, you know, public engagement as a, a sociologist trying to make, you know, make the world a better place. And I don't think anybody wants to make the world a worse place, but I think people do have... Uh, different uh, ideas about the relative priority of uh, causes uh, over uh, scientific integrity or scientific uh, rigor or things like that. And and Fabian said, well, now we don't know if these differences map on very well to the divide in German sociology. I don't think it's exactly the same difference, the German sociological divide. And clearly, I don't know much about it. So, Thomas, I was hoping you could explain to us. So German sociology sort of had one association and there was a divide and the discipline still exists just with these two organizational divisions. Can you explain to us the difference between the groups? Like what's who are the groups and what is the difference between them? So it started like two years ago that the uh, academy split from the German Sociological Association. And there were some disappointments that some academy members didn't get through their panels on a on our big uh, congress and 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 so forth and um, a declaration that they made they they claimed that uh, they represent scientific sociology and that the uh, german sociological association is too loose to kind of uh, accepting on uh, on having all kinds of modes of doing research under its umbrella mm. so what we have now is a situation that there is relatively small academy it's about 300 members um whereas uh, the german sociological association has uh, like uh, three and a half thousand members uh, so so the size of the academy is more or less like uh, one uh, of a section within the german sociological association but some of the keywords that you used uh, Stephen, um uh, appeared in our uh, debates as well so that it's uh, objectivity it's this kind of what is uh, scientific sociology um 
it's probably, um, I, I agree, not so much about quantitative and qualitative methods, but rather about like standardization, probably replication and so forth. So, so if you have like case study method, if you have like explorative studies, then you, uh, in, in, in view of the ac academy people, you run into problems of being no longer kind of a proper scientist, but, but rather like, uh, yeah, you end up being uh, uh, writing a novel or something. Yeah. Not, no longer really, <laughs> not, no longer really uh, uh, science. And uh, uh, so I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a proper split because what you still have is that most members of the academy are at the same time still members of the sociological association. Uh, okay. But since they are somehow so successful, and that uh, I think is part of the story, they are so successful when it comes to the to the hard currency of of the discipline. So they have uh, peer review articles. They have uh, a lot of research money. Uh, they are they do uh, research that is um, uh, that is uh, taken up by ministries, by politics, by. Uh, all kinds of, of, mm. of state institutions. So they are very successful uh, on that and, and, and they, they do a lot of collaboration, for instance, with, uh, with uh, economics and so, so forth, so psychology, like mm -hmm. with the big disciplines. They, uh, they somehow want to get rid mm. of all the others that are probably less uh, successful <laughs> in, in, in that regard. And, uh, and so the, uh, it comes down the debate to the question, uh, should uh, sociology as a discipline, should it be multi-paradigmatic? And uh, what do we gain from that? Uh, mm -hmm. Or should uh, we uh, um, split, uh, as you said, uh, Stephen, as well, and, uh, and let the people kind of uh, um, uh, follow uh, their, their different goals and be successful in their own terms? And um, the German Sociological Association would, would mm -hmm. say, no, we, uh, it is good that we are multi-paradigmatic and it is good that we stay within uh, in reach and debate the very kind of basic and foundational decisions that we, that we make in our research. Huh. So wait, can I review? So the Association of Sociology is almost like a group that splintered from the German Sociological Association. The academy, academy, academy. It's the academy, yeah. it's the yes. academy, right? Sorry, sorry. Okay. And so the academy, and the academy was a group of high, like uh, had a lot of high impact researchers who did sort of hardcore social science. Uh, they're getting covered in the media. Their stories are getting, you know, listened to by people in power. And they had objections, some type of objections to the German Sociological Association, which was a lot like RASA, right? Very big tent. Yeah. And probably the leadership, the big tent elects a leadership that might not have the same priorities or interests as those, you know, high impact, in quotation marks, I say that, social scientists. And in a way, am I, am I getting the story right, basically? Yes, and you, and you could say that one uh, camp is very uh, strong uh, to produce professionally, like this empirical facts uh, where there's a big demand uh, for those, where, where the other camp uh, 
would insist that we still need to be strong as well in terms of sociological theory, in terms of discussing like, uh, and, and reflecting and criticizing our sociological concepts. And uh, where the one uh, camp uh, thought we, uh, we won the kind of competition when it comes to the hard facts, the other said, we, but we are stronger on the, on the kind of intellectual uh, side of it. Uh, and it is yeah. very, uh, in, on, yeah. on that regard, it, uh, in that regard, yeah. it is very difficult to uh, to actually debate because, in a way, uh, 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 we we play on different kind of uh, in different arenas. Was this something that was a long time coming? Do you feel like this was something that has been brewing for you know ten years, fifteen years, or is this? Would you say that it's more events over the past few years that really brought this to a head? I mean, we we had those debates, but they took place uh, under the umbrella, so to speak. Like uh, they, they, we mm. have different sections, and there is a the, the section for like um, empirical uh, 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 social research, and and they they do this kind of statistics and and standardized research. And, and we had debates then between uh, different sections, but it was always kept within the, the one association. So the, the debates as such mm. are not new, but uh, the, the step was new to, to say we are lo no longer interested in this debate. Mm, I see. Yeah? And, and we, don't, we, we don't need those debates in order to be, uh, if you want, successful. Right. Uh, pro probably these debates are even terms of like other disciplines collaborating with us, they rather weaken our disciplinary standpoint mm, yeah? because uh, uh, of all this kind of weird uh, intellectual kind of uh, partly philosophical uh, questions that come up with all these uh, weird turns, linguistic turn, mm. praxis turn and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, do we really uh, need, need those? And, and they decided that they no longer need it. So do you think this was, do you think this was a mistake? Do you think, I'm interested in getting your view personally, do you think this was a mistake? What do you think, you know, why, why not? My, my view is that it is a mistake to, uh, because it, it doesn't acknowledge uh, our, our rich tradition as a discipline. I think sociology is so strong, uh, especially now with all the crisis that we live through at the moment, whether it's a climate change, whether it is about uh, new wars uh, entering the scene or the, the global inequalities, uh, I think um, uh, those uh, questions that haunt us, they need a, a discipline that is kept kind of, uh, how could you say that, vivid or that is uh, intellectually um, not closed, Yeah, that, that has this kind of, in a way, annoying open-ended discussions where we are always forced to reflect, to question our own way of doing research. And, and that is what sociology in, in, uh, in, particular, in particular can offer, hmm. because we have, like, like, think of all our oppositions that we cover in our discipline, like the micro-macro, the like action and structure, like the met methodological uh, nationalism and, and the global views and so on, like interpretative and yeah, verstehen, erklären in German, yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, all this, all these divides, I think they keep us fresh yeah. and, and we are still a fresh discipline and that is uh, 
that should be uh, kind of acknowledged and valued. Now, let me let me ask you a quick follow up about that. Uh, in the beginning, you mentioned that some of the people who are involved in the academy are uh, engaging in collaborations with people from economics and and psychology. So I'm since we don't have a representative of them on the show, I'm wondering if they would say that hey, okay, you know, you have you know you have your way of checking yourself through the sort of use of sociological heterogeneity. But the way that we're doing that is we're engaging with, you know, economics, we're engaging with psychology, we're engaging with these other uh, disciplines that are moving toward replicability and, 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 and more scientific. So I, I think, that, is that, is it, is it fair to say that uh, it's, a, it's more a difference in who the groups are engaging with to sort of check themselves, whether they're engaging with sort of more philosophers or social philosophers or social theorists on the one hand, as opposed to people from other social scientific disciplines on the other. Is that a fair comparison? Mm, Yes. Uh, I I think the the problem goes probably a a bit deeper when you look at why why are you able to closely collaborate with uh, economics or with psychology or with um, like uh, public administration. One basic reason why uh, this standardized research is able to do so is this, is this uh, met- methodological individualism mm-hmm. that is no longer questioned. And so you, you, you um, uh, pick up uh, categories that are already used aus- outside sociology, like the consumer, uh, like the client, uh, like the patient, and, and so on. Uh, you, you take them from other institutional contexts and then you do your, your kind of um, uh, data collection that is always based in uh, uh, showing what uh, individual properties you find in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in, in your population. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, of course, one uh, uh, very important part of doing research, but uh, uh, still it should be somehow challenged by other ways of understanding uh, the, your object of study and uh, another other ways of, of understanding what what uh, how sociology how how the society works and uh, and I think in that way we have different affiliations like in in other parts of sociology for instance closely linked to uh, ethnology or, or cultural anthropology and so on but uh, they already offer kind of a different understandings what uh, what 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 kind of social socialities uh, you encounter in your fields of study? I wonder is it is it really like some type of theor- theoretical based you know perception that makes us able to converse with economists or not, or if it's more sort of a commitment to uh, in, uh, sort of an empiricism that does not have a strong theoretical component, like in a way. I can't read. I, 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 I'm probably the type of person who would have been interested in an academy of sociology if something were to materialize in the United States. I probably like the ASA too because I like you know that type of work as well. But more than I think, uh, there's a brand of economist who just goes and looks at the regression table and wants to know the relationships, you know, and is not is less interested in the explanation of the relate of the relationships that they find in the regression. And wants to discuss just the relationships themselves, like they're interested in the nuts and bolts of the empirics. And I'm wondering if 
and not all economists are like that. You know, there's a lot of simulation people. I'm not at all interested in the type of work they do, you know, or formal theorists in economics or political science. I don't find that stuff very interesting. And I wonder if what's really going on is there's sort of like a, 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 a transdiscipline group of social scientists who are just very interested in methodology and statistics and things like that. And the sociology part cleaved itself off from the German Sociological Association, or at least developed in a, a unique identity. And is that something that we could do here? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think a good heuristic, I mean, um, a heuristic that I often use when I'm trying to think about sociologists is uh, if the sociology department were going to close and you had to pick what department you wanted to be affiliated with in your university, which department would you pick? And it's interesting to think about the ones who would go into to uh, economics or to psychology or to political science or history or uh, cultural anthropology, philosophy. I think there are, I think that's not a bad way to, so it's, so it's, so it's, so it's yeah. interesting. I think, you know, it's, so it is, it does seem like it's a bit of a species of the distinction between people who are more, um, you know, humanist, interpretive, hermeneutic on the one hand and more, um, I guess uh, I don't want to use the word scientific because that's begging that you know I mean that's 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 kind of what the assertion is, but yeah, <laughs> a technically focused empiricist, yeah, hard empiricist, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Where there's work, where there's concern about things like um, causal identification, for example, um, you know, you're going to see directed acyclic graphs, you're going to see, um, you know, the use of natural experiments, you're going to see the use of you know, field experiments and other sorts of experiments more than direct observation. Or, or, for example, an intense interest in sample representativeness or measurement quality. But I, the difference is the activism. It's not the uh, it's not the empiricism. It's not the qualitative. It's the it's the activism. I yeah, I, I mean, I uh, what what Stephen just said. Uh, I I I, <laughs> I, uh, I want to in intervene here a little bit because. Because we we have this uh, this uh, people doing this kind of uh, demography, if you want, this kind of statistics, and they remain within the German Association of Sociology, because they know that uh, although they produce all these uh, numbers and figures, they are still dependent on, for instance, a good diagnosis of the present society, mm -hmm. because uh, they they need this kind of of keywords and and so on to. Uh, if you want to sex up uh, the data, <laughs> yeah? um, and, and so uh, and so there is still a kind of division uh, uh, of labor where you where you stay w uh, within reach and you profit from each other and so on. The problem is rather uh, not that uh, that people do that and that they uh, organize their whole data in in uh, reference to what opinions people have or how uh, how. Uh, how much income uh, the people have, and and uh, but but uh, that they that they do it in a way that uh, that it is cut off uh, uh, all all what we would know uh, as well about society, and mm -hmm. uh, and so the the split is rather should we still uh, have the division of labor and 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 uh, and stay uh, in in this kind of discursive contact, or uh, or can we do it uh, separately and. Um, so that is a and 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 now Joseph, what you said with the activism, uh, that is that is actually interesting. That in in parts, what the academy people 
have in mind that you create that you uh, produce this data for a better world and 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 so on mm. that uh, to some surprise there is a uh, that is what you in parts find uh, as well then in ethnography or this kind of collaborative ethnography where you where you try to inform different like like your 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 field of studies uh, how things could be better mm. yeah or or in in some in some ways even kind of critical sociology is often does often use this kind of facts in order to inform uh, uh institutions to do better and and so on so it's i mean there are various reasons uh, to stay uh, uh together and to to do this kind of annoying debating with each other uh, 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 rather than uh, than than escaping and and uh, and uh, and probably serving this kind of an anti-intellectualism uh, i think that is for me, that is uh, that is the main problem. I think it's uh, it has to uh, do with this kind of the, the, the understanding of uh, uh, do, do we need those intellectual debates at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think though? I mean, so that, that I, I see where you're coming from, and I'm wondering if it's okay to have since you said most of the members of the academy are also members of the DGS. It does seem like um, it does seem like it's really just a place where most of them go where they don't have to have those debates they still are in the context of a discipline and a society in most cases where they're going to have those debates but they are also like a member of this organization now where they can at least temporarily suspend those debates so if what you're saying is true i mean i think if it was a split if we imagined it like mentally as a split where these 300 people were no longer having any association with these 3500 people I think that would be a bigger deal. But if it's like these 300 people going off and 270 of them are also, you know, members of the German Sociological Sociological Association, then that's more like a, you know, I don't know, like in the US would be something like PAA, the Population Association of America, or, you know, it's another association. It's not expressly an alternative so i guess, is it is it regarded though as an alternative does the, does the does the academy want to you know win i mean in the sense that do they want the other organization to basically cease to are they trying to take control of sociology i guess that's a question because there's a difference i think between yeah. and, I, and i'm yeah. a total outsider i don't know anything about this but i'm yeah. wondering what yeah. the distinction is between having a different interest group you know, that's basically like a super section that has its yeah. own meeting or, yeah. or, or a real schism where it's like, you know, the Protestant Reformation or something. Yeah. Or like, you, know? you can only be part of one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you think about that? Uh, at, at the beginning, the, the rhetorics uh, were rather aggressive. So that what they claimed uh, was that, that that is proper sociology, what they are doing. Um, the proper scientific uh, one, and and uh, uh, with the prospect that they actually take over in in certain ways. Uh, I think the aim was to to get all uh, 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 those uh, members active in standardized research to to move over to the to the academy, so that the uh, DGS can no longer claim that we actually offer the full range. Mm. Yeah. As, 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 as soon as we lose uh, this, this kind of, of broad uh, representation uh, and, and uh, it would kind of uh, 
like uh, um, be the situation that we we are a bunch of uh, interpretative hermeneutical kind of ethnographic whatsoever uh, uh, scholars that that would be a proper split but since since the academy was not very successful in in uh, uh, taking over all these uh, um, uh, members i think it is now a bit uh, uh, it's it's uh, cooling down uh, they 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 now have their conferences but they are rather i mean it's not spectacular in any sense it's not really exciting they are they look uh, more or less the same like the conferences that you have in the in those sections within uh, the dgs so my uh, yeah my my thinking is that uh, now with the time it's no longer that dramatic what we oh, see in the in the german context Okay. Let's see. I have a question. Um, Were there any, yeah. like, did the DGS, the German Sociological Society, I guess as you would tra translate it for American audiences, did they assume yeah, any yeah. politically controversial topics that caused uh, anger? Because, I, I, you know, there's a lot of things going on when people are angry at the American Sociological Association. I think you have conservative people who are angry about the perceived liberal bent I know there were people who, you know, I, I felt my approach to sociology was attacked with Romero's statement. So it wasn't so much political, but was rooted in science and things like that. What were the what were the reasons that people who left were angry? What did the GDS, G, uh, DGS do that, like, prompted people to say, that's the final straw. I'm, I'm done. I, I'm angry. I'm out of here. I'm starting a new organization. Joseph, to be to be honest, I'm uh, actually not really uh, too interested in in, uh. in, in those reasons um, because uh. it's a lot of of personal stuff. There is this kind of discrepancy that you think you are kind of highly successful scholar on the one hand, but uh. Uh, never fully acknowledged in this uh, in the association. So the uh. interesting. Uh, panels and debates are always done by others and and so on and uh, but uh, that is i think that is not really something that we should debate for too long because what what is at the moment at stake i think and what is demanded from us as a kind of of discipline that that uh, is uh, is has a, has an important function for society yeah mm. i i think uh, the uh, with, with, for instance, the climate change issues, with, uh, with this uh, kind of extinct, extinction of species, and and so on. Yeah. Uh, uh, what we see is that with our old tools and our kind of methods that we that we learned and that we are used of uh, kind of applying, um, we 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 not fully capture those uh, those things. Like one example, we you could of course. Uh, uh, do uh, uh, like like you always do your op opinion polls, and mm. on, on climate change, and then, uh, then you find out most people are probably afraid of that, and, and most people uh, would would say in the questionnaire, "Oh, I'm willing to change my life completely, or whatever, or in part." And what you see at the same moment is that uh, that uh, uh, those habits, those practices, those, those routines. Uh, uh, kind of are, are, are highly stable, much more stable than those opinions. So you are referred to uh, to to to, uh, um, uh, to objects of study 
that you can uh, uh, no longer cover with your with your uh, uh, with the methods you you learned, mm -hmm. and and so that is what I meant. We are we are dependent on each other, and we are dependent on our uh, discipline in its uh, variety because we we need to learn to come up with with new uh, ways of research, and and I, I think this, we need this this dynamic. Uh, discipline and and we can no longer I think uh, just refer uh, to our old uh, successes mm. that is that is probably this is the, 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 the question that is much more important than why certain uh, older scholars were unhappy with the, with the German sociological association well that, that's interesting no that, that's a very good point I think that's really interesting I'm wondering you said older uh, is it is it the, is there a de what are the demographic differences between the groups you mentioned some things about research funding and different things but I wonder what the differences are in age is the average age are there what's the proportion of students you know in in each of the or affiliated with each of the groups that's that's kind of from the outside that's something that would be interesting because I because I I, I I agree that it's not terribly interesting to know sort of the personal like beefs or whatever that people had <laughs> you know the personal objections that people had but you know who has this so who are these I mean 300 uh, you know who are these 300 people um, are students and, and what does this look like say from the perspective of young people who are entering the field PhD students or postdocs you know what does it look like for them do they feel like they have to pick teams? Do they feel like they have to? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that it's a, for for uh, for young scholars, it's a huge problem uh, that they have the feeling that my uh, uh, career uh, um, opportunities um, depend on uh, the decision for the right camp. Um, and um, but that uh, well, I mean, I don't want to say that the German Sociological Association is a is a kind of a, 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 a put so much emphasis on equality. It's still, a, I mean, you know that as well. It's a yeah. feudal, in a way, it's a feudal <laughs> system, yeah. especially in especially in Germany. It's a yeah, it's a, like a, there is a the, the professor, and then there is a long way down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, uh, like yeah. <laughs> of that, and uh, uh, and so we have probably the, the similar problems in both uh, organizations. Um, uh, but since we have so many sections in the German Sociological Association, uh, um, we have uh, some uh, spokespersons that are younger scholars in those sections. Mm. So that, uh, uh, you have this kind of uh, niches uh, that are used. And uh, and the uh, academy is is rather it's it's one of this a, a bit similar to the one of the important uh, sections and it is a bit more centralized. It is uh, you have young scholars there, but uh, that uh, you have them there because they are rather dependent on these older scholars. Uh, mm. They they are they are basically taken in, yeah, they're taken with them, yeah, uh, into the uh, academy and. Um, but the same would happen in, uh, on the other side uh, as well. Sure, uh, so, sure. so it's not so. Not, it's not in, in the demographics are not uh, uh, really uh, different. Okay. But uh, probably it's a, it's a more more like a closed shop in, in, in the academy. I see. Is it uh, geographic at all? Are there any departments that are mostly you know like all one or all the other? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We have uh, the we have the Mannheim tradition. Okay. Um, and you could you could actually follow that when you look at the curricula. Okay. Uh, the cu cu curriculum that uh, in in those uh, hotspots of the academy, uh, the uh, sociological education is rather narrow. Okay. So uh -huh. you you have this this kind of of, of version of a, of a kind of what is called. Uh, analytical sociology, like this, uh, pro like statistics, and then the modeling, mm -hmm. uh, bit like uh, like like then the uh, rational choice is probably the most that you get in terms of kind of sociological theory, mm -hmm. and uh, so the education is rather narrow, and then you 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 have this kind of of uh, young scholars that are willing to remain on that. Uh, it's a bit of a path dependency, if you I want. And, and uh, there is a debate, and now there is a commission as well by the German Sociological Associ Association, what, we, uh, what are our minimal standards for a good kind of sociological education? Mm -hmm. So what do you need in order to, to be able to, to claim, uh, now I'm a fully educated sociologist, and it is definitely not enough to... Uh, yeah, to remain within the this kind of analytical sociology field. Huh. It should be broader than that. Okay. But that seems like that's what the fight is about, I suppose. You know, ultimately. I went yeah. and looked at yeah. the, uh, the German Sociological Association website before this, and I did notice that the word scientific got used a lot, and I did find myself wondering whether that had been emphasized after the split, you know, yeah. as a way to sort of try and keep things together more. Do you have any insight into that? No, that uh, I mean that is how they started. Uh, uh, that, that that was their first uh, the first letter that they circulated, and, and it was a very strong uh, claim that uh, that the German Sociological Association is no longer kind of uh, on the on the on the scientific uh, side, and that mm. uh, that uh, that you need to narrow this uh, uh, this understanding, being less kind of. Uh, uh, liberal on that to, to accept uh, all kinds of sociology that shouldn't should no longer happen. You need to be really truly scientific, and so. that is why the academy uh, started. Uh, but but I, I think the uh, it, it is an important uh, debate when we started our our talk with the objectivity mm. and with the, what what does it mean to be scientific as a sociologist and. My feeling, I'm, I'm spokesperson of the qualitative uh, research section uh, as well. And my feeling is that we should discuss it more often in relation to our research uh, subject um, and to, our, the, to the ways that uh, uh, in, in terms of ontology, for instance, in terms of how our research subject uh, gives away and allows us for certain kind of uh, scientific data. Uh, we have we have some uh, uh, research fields where where things are still so much kind of in uh, in 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 flow in development not settled not accepted not covered by state institutions uh, uh, still not counted like in in statistics because you don't really know what it is it is not really kind of comes out 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 clearly and so forth and so you in order to be scientific in relation to those objects yeah you need probably different methods and it is not uh you, you probably as well need a, a, a weaker understanding of method mm. uh, uh, 
uh, up to the point where uh, in older debates you you uh, you said it it should be after method or against method in order to to really meet uh, your uh, object in the field uh, you need to be open but that there's a there's a full range depending on on, on what we are struggling with and 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 uh, excluding all the objects that are not uh, uh, ready yet for kind of standardized research would be a huge mistake for sociology. Right. I think one concern that comes up a lot in discussions about this is uh, questions about, I, this isn't quite the right word, but falsifiability in the sense that some people would use the standard of, you know, when I start my research project, there has to be a possibility of me being wrong for it to be scientific. There has to be the possibility. And so I think there's some concern among, you know, uh, about some of the more sort of hermeneutic or activist approaches that in essence, the person goes into the field knowing the answer that they're taking, that it's a little bit more like literary theory. I mean, I almost did a PhD in French literature actually. And, uh, you know, and one of the things there is, you know, taking a theoretical perspective and applying it to a text or an alternative is there are many researchers who have um, built uh, their entire career around sort of a central theme. For example, neoliberalism does harm. And oh. although they engage in a series of methodological, like empirical studies, you can see all sorts of subtle interpretive moves or design aspects that ultimately, or sometimes there are people who use completely rigorous methods and then they ignore the results to go back to the final conclusion that neoliberalism is bad uh just to give an example um right. so you can have rigorous research but still ultimately be developing a body of work that is intended to reach a particular conclusion and it's advocacy in that in that sense I'm sorry, I just meant to interject. No, not at all. No, I wonder if, no, I think the question is, yeah. you know, is there the possibility for surprise that is theoretically inconsistent? I mean, is it possible to go into the field and be like, you know, actually, this thing I thought was a big problem doesn't seem to matter that much or, you know, or this, uh, or here's a situation yeah, yeah. where the market actually makes things better for people or whatever. I mean, that's, it does seem like, you know, you don't see... So I guess I do wonder, I think one of the concerns on the side of some of the scientific sociologists is that, or the sort of so-called, like the people who want to style themselves or, or take the mantle of scientific sociology. I think some of the concern is that there is not, and there's an openness to other, there's an openness to other traditions. I think you're right about that. There's an openness to other, you know, to philosophy. There's an openness to, to, to cultural theory. There's an openness to those things, but there's maybe not in that sense, an openness to um, to falsifiability in the sense that like, oh, I thought that, you know, you know, there was going to be tons of, uh, you know, gender discrimination in, the, in my case. And it turns out that I really didn't find that the story was actually about something totally different or, you know, I don't know. I guess that's that that would be one of the situations is that is the is the outcome like, you know, like Joe's talking about with, uh, you know, neoliberalism, is it somewhat predetermined? Like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to show you an yet another way that neoliberalism is making life worse for for people, and so that is so so. Th and, th and the reality is that's probably true in a lot yeah, of ways. It's yeah, not yeah. like it's wrong, yeah. <laughs> but the but not universally. You, yeah, yeah, neoliberalism yeah, yeah. helps people in certain ways. Sure, and you wouldn't know it if you were wrong. That's the risk. The risk is that you, if you are finding an exception, 
you know, then, you know, would you know it? Would you be open to it? I guess, I mean, what are your thoughts about, about, about that from the, from a sort of interpretist, interpretivist position? I, w- I would, I would say that we should under, we should understand those, uh, I, I would like for instance, radical feminist uh, studies or like, uh, like critical studies on neoliberalism and, and so on. We, we shouldn't isolate them. Uh, when we when we talk about uh, whether they are good or or not so good or or still uh, within the discipline and so on, because I think in the in the in the nexus of our approaches uh, they have a very important uh, function. Uh, whether it is about uh, provocation, mm. whether it's about putting neoliberalism to a very strong test, yeah, where you. Uh, um, where you work uh, like work in, in in very detailed ways of how it could be bad. I mean that can be very important sure. as well. So, uh, uh, but uh, the the important thing is that we uh, that we manage to um, somehow integrate those different voices, because only when we uh, when we uh, um, can discuss those things and uh, and 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 uh, they remain in a division of labor. Uh, I think then, be, then they become strong. Um, if we uh, isolate them and, and say, okay, but that is, uh, you knew that in advance and so on. Uh, uh, I, like like uh, uh, feminism, for instance, they know in advance that there are males and females and they, that they are uh, unequal. But still, the way they, uh, uh, they, they, they became uh, specific about how how they translate into uh, into power uh, differences uh, that made it very strong, and it reminded uh, some other research uh, that uh, that you uh, you should probably be careful to be hastingly kind of uh, finding that uh, that now we we reach the time of equality. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I mean that is rather yeah. that is uh, I, I think my uh, plaidoyer uh, in that regard. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually finding myself influenced by your arguments, Thomas, and I'm sort of getting a better bearing of where I was through this German sociology study. I think for me personally, I was upset about the Romero thing and the fact that she was elected because I felt like those are the types of things that damage the entire discipline of sociology reputationally. And I think I was fixated on that. And But I am persuaded by your argument, Thomas, that like... We, if we separate ourselves from the rest of sociology, it's probably not going to help defend the brand of sociology. We, soci- uh, scientifically minded sociologists still have to be engaging their colleagues and acting as a political block to push American sociology towards the science. And if we decide to just separate ourselves and say, no, we're the true voice of science, I don't know if the public's gonna differentiate between the two. You know, and anybody yeah. who wants to impugn sociology will just go look for the worst the discipline has to offer anyways. That's true. Right? So it's like yeah. I'm yeah. finding myself yeah. persuaded by the argument that, like, disengagement might not actually help all that much. At the same time, I was very annoyed by that Romero platform and doubly annoyed that my colleagues elected somebody on that platform. Yeah. And, and I think that's where I see the the irreconcilability. Like there's just, I got colleagues who I feel are going to not only damage my discipline, but also the job prospects of my kids. 
to the point where in our MA program, we don't even say sociology anymore. Oh. We've become applied social research because we felt like the connection with sociology was more damaging than helpful mm. when it when all said and done. I see. But I, I'm convinced by Thomas about that, that that doesn't mean that the professor should be disengaging. We should probably still be fighting it out, especially because we're attached to the brand, like my doctorate's in sociology. Yes. And I'm employed by a sociology department. No, and I, I think it would be good to have the fights a little bit more often than we do. I mean, one of the difficulties yeah. in our field is that everybody kind of wants to just say, hey, your research is interesting, and my research is interesting, and this is interesting, and that's interesting, and everything's interesting. But like in some ways, it is good to have some of these broader debates every once in a while, not just when you're in your first uh, year of graduate school or whatever, yeah. but to you know, continue <laughs> yeah. to have those discussions about what is the point of the discipline and you know what is useful heterogeneity and what is you know heterogeneity that may be confusing or or, or uh, you know, mis, you know, uh, misleading or something. So I, I think uh, those are good discussions to have. I wish we'd have more of them. I think uh, I do wonder, and and it's interesting to hear you talk about this because I do wonder if it seems like this the word split is 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 kind of uh, wrong in a way because it does seem like it's mostly a subset. So I do wonder if something like this were to happen um, in the United States, I think it would probably be very similar, where most people would still feel compelled. Okay. To belong to the American Sociological Association and to go to the American Sociological Association, uh, but they might. So it might just be the creation of another, you know, another uh, organization. We already in the U.S. Yeah. We already in the U.S. have regional, you know, sociological associations. So we have Triple SP as well. Yeah. No. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But that was the problem, I think, with so Triple SP is the Society for the Study of Social Problems. That's and right. my understanding, though I'm not well versed in it, is that there was a, a type of breakaway of the activist sociologists from the American Sociological Association. I don't know when, I assume yeah. in the 70s or something like that. And but the problem now is that uh, the ASA and Triple SP, too many sociologists, look similar. Yeah. Although, you know, if the big Thomas's argument about the Big Ten, the characterization is very compelling to me. I'm influenced by it. Like, I think so. You know, I think the ASA is a very Big Ten thing. And uh, well, it's unquestionably a very Big Ten. The question is whether yeah, it's no too question. big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah, that is a, that might be the. I mean, the, uh, since I'm from the country uh, of uh, Jürgen Habermas, yes, uh, yeah. Jürgen Habermas, uh, <laughs> yeah. big influential figure. Uh, uh, what comes up in uh, in in this uh, in this struggle? is uh, uh, what, what one could uh, term discourse ethics. And uh, uh, it has, has to do with the, with the fact that no matter where we stand in our discipline and the, and the differences are huge, uh, uh, how, how can we manage to somehow stay in reach and be uh, really interested in each other in terms of, oh, the other uh, could be right uh, in, this, uh, in, in the different way of approaching Things and um, and organizing debates, I think, is yeah. the most uh, important uh, thing here. And um, no, I, yeah, in a way, we were uh, too lazy in that in that regard. We are happy in our uh, in uh, in our uh, echo uh, chamber yeah. and uh, and we lean back and we are successful there. But uh, I think uh, uh, reaching out in in that regard would be uh, important. No, I I agree with that. I think actually the the 
the role that sections play in an association in a way is to mask those differences and to allow people to even at a big conference to primarily interact with people who agree with them. And so I do think it would be useful to have more of these to, to, to heighten the conflict in a way, not, you know, not for interpersonal conflict, because I don't think, you know, so, you know, it's not, the goal is not to have interpersonal conflict. The goal is to have (laughs) intellectual conflict, to have, you know, robust discussion so that, you know, and maybe senior professors are not going to change their minds about things, but I think our students need to hear these points of view and they need to understand what the different options are and, and they need to understand, uh, you know, so I, so I think it would be good to have more broader discussions about these sorts of things in the context of ASA, rather than just have everybody retreat into their echo chambers and sort of roll their eyes at the other group. I think it would be good to, to surface some of these things. I think that would be, I think that would be useful. So yeah, your, this discussion definitely got me thinking about um, how we could have these discussions in a more open way. Uh, you know, and, and actually just have the debate rather than sort of pretend, you know, it's almost like we have this marriage where, you know, we're like, we don't, we're like separated. We live in the same house, <laughs> but we're not interacting with each other anymore. It's like, we don't make eye contact yeah. as we go. It's like, we have five children yeah, together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but no eye contact. It's like, just pretend I'm never doing that here. So, yeah, so I don't think that's good. We should do some marriage counseling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, first of all, this is double the length that I had anticipated. So we got to stop there. Um, I do want to just so we're running out of time. But one thing's for sure I'm walking away from is we have to talk to Europeans more. I I totally enjoyed hearing about what's happening in Germany. Uh, Thomas, I hope you'll come back and talk with us again. Uh, I loved hearing about what's going on in Germany. That's great. What a pleasure. Absolutely. You've been listening to The Annex, the Sociology Podcast. Special thank you to Thomas Sheffer from Goethe University in Frankfurt. We're on the web, sociocast.org slash annex, on Twitter, at Sociannex, and on Facebook, the Annex Sociology Podcast. Our producer is Lisette Moreno. Music by... Oh, sorry, <laughs> I have to do this for copyright stuff and I forgot her name again. <laughs> uh, I keep on forgetting her name. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and sorry, Lisette. She has to sit there and wait for me to get this. Oh, here we go. Music by Lena Orsa. On behalf of Stephen Vasey, I'm Joe Cohen. Thanks for listening. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> I did the I did the Gabe and Leslie thing. Definitely. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>